This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, Reavers? I almost slipped up and said the naughty word in between Fratelloni's and Hardware. Wow. And I've been good at not saying that. And you never let Joe say it either. Good for you. No, and I always, if he does, then we stop, and then we go back to the beginning, and and we start start all over again. again. (laughs) You know, this rookie's been talking a lot about being on TV. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Is he getting excited? He's he's. I mean, he's been on Twin Cities Live a lot. Is that going to be something in his future? Maybe? I, you know, I'm I'm rooting like like heck for the guy yeah. because if anyone deserves it, it's my man, the rookie. He he, and he would be perfect for that job. If you want my honest opinion, because a you can't not love rookie. It's everybody. He, loves he, him. He's impossible not to love, and he can talk to anybody. He's social. When he goes out in the public, he actually likes talking to people. Yeah, wants to meet people. Right. Yeah, so like He'd be glad if they said, would you like to go to the roast beef store in Egan? He's like, yes, <laughs> I would love to go to the roast beef store in Egan. By the way, yeah. uh, this, day, this, this goes back a couple of weeks to St. Patrick's Day. He showed me, because this guy knows how to cook. Okay. He showed me the corned beef he made. And I'm not the world's biggest corned beef fan, mm-hmm. but if it's made, if it's done well, I will gobble it up. Like yeah. nothing's better than a great Reuben. Oh yeah. But the roast, the 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 corned beef that he made on St. Patrick's Day, oh my, because he brought some in. It was spectacular. The, the, the funniest thing about that whole thing is I can't fathom how to even make. I mean, like, I, if someone said, "Would you want to make corned beef?" I'd say, "Sure," and I'd go to the store and just buy corned corn beef. beef. <laughs> I have no idea how you'd possibly make it. Are you? Are you a, a chef at home? No. Are you? No. No, I I don't. Not only do I not cook at home, I very seldom eat at home. Right, that's so, true. Yeah. Okay, I, I told you I lived in a house with no refrigerator for two years. That's right. I mean, it's, I just don't do it. It just doesn't doesn't happen. I, I mean, I'm not the the best, but I, I'll I'll dabble once in a while. But yeah, I, I I wouldn't know how unless I'm following a strict recipe. I wouldn't know how to make. I anything. want to like my brother in law has the Traegers that he'll like smoke an alligator on or a shark, and then he'll have people over and we're all looking at it and it's so cool. And, right. And my patients level like, oh, how long you've been cooking that? Uh, I woke up at three thirty and then I. Like you could work up at three thirty in the morning, yeah, to cook this thing, right? I'm like, oh, let's do a, a hot dogs in the microwave. <laughs> that's, that's the time. That's the extent that's of the yours. That's the extent of my chefery. Right? Can I call it chefery? I think so. Okay, good. We can make up words. Yeah, we're we're doing a podcast. <laughs> we don't have any rules. Um, you were gonna bring up something. Uh, you know, I just I wanted to. Every time at the end of the show, you have you say what? What do you say? Oh, uh, rate and review the show. Basically, it's it's an effort for people to help. Other people find the show, and, whether and it's this show, Garage Logic, News from the Krabby Cop, whatever it is. Um, it's just a way for people. Oh, what's that? I'll give it a listen because you know we're all consumed by our phone. So once we're done with a particular episode of something, we just want to find something related that's similar or whatever. So you're saying just rate us, yeah. but you can also rate a review. And and what I did is. You know, we've been doing the show a long time, right? Yeah, and sure. so we were the beer show and we morphed into the weekly scramble. Correct. And I looked through some of our reviews. Oh good. Which which I had never done. Okay. Right? Because in all honesty, I'd never even thought about so being reviewed. Before you begin, yes. I gotta do the following with you. So okay. it's something I learned a long, long time ago mm-hmm. in doing this business is whatever happens, it's gonna be either email mm-hmm. or comments on a Facebook page or in Joe's case. Uh, comments on uh, a column he's going to do for the newspaper. You really just have to pretty much ignore everything because, okay. and you also, in doing that, 
you have to develop extremely thick skin because how should I phrase this? The people that typically respond to either a show or whatever, you're dealing with 5% of the audience that's actually listening to your product. And it doesn't matter if it's Garage Logic, our show, whatever. You're dealing with about 5% that, that are generating a reaction that actually want to put pen to paper in this term, you know, keyboard to, to, to computer. Keyboard, yeah. So so just keep that in mind. Well, we get some very nice emails. Of course. Yes. Right? In fact, I got a couple I want to get to here. We have beautiful, beautiful reviews. I mean, we, we're getting reviewed at like 4.6 stars out of five. Cool. Which is totally good. Uh, many five-star reviews. A couple of four-star reviews. A, f- a one-star review. And I'm going to oh go boy. ahead and read this one. This oh one's boy. a little old. Okay. This is around the time when we were still doing beer okay. exclusively because we were the beer show. Right. And it's titled Elite Guest Guests Incompetent Hosts. <laughs> so that's, that's you and me. So it starts out as such. If you want to hear two Michelob Golden Light drinkers interview craft brewers not knowing a thing about the brewery, this is the show for you. It must be exhausting for the elevated beer, wine, and spirit staff members to cover for the host's ignorance. That's you and me. The I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It gets better. In this episode, interviewing Sociable Cider Works, the host loved the taproom but didn't know that Sociable also brews beer and also asked how rosé wine differs from pink ciders. Mm. Total incompetence. And that was okay. a one-star review. And that was somebody called The Gridfather. Ah, that. The so Gridfather I, was I unhappy with their product. I don't know who that is. Um, I appreciate his feedback. Yeah. Um, but he used... I mean, there are some grammar errors. That's okay. Right? You that can't happens. say Well, also. when you're filled with rage, sometimes it causes you to misspell words. It's true. That's true. Yeah. So thank you for that. But I did, however, love this review. This was a five-star review titled, I Love It. Okay. So before you move on, yes. can I do a thorough breakdown and analysis of the previous uh, uh, commenter? Yep, yep, yep. So I think one of the things, and honestly, I think I would bring this up on occasion when we would be doing the beer show. Mm-hmm. So someone really great that does this job for a living taught me a long time ago that when, you, you know, when you're driving a car, and in this case when you're hosting the show, mm-hmm. sometimes when you have a guest on, you have to ask a question to the guest that you know the answer to. You did that 100 times out of 100. And the reason that I would do that is because the listener that's listening to this show is probably saying, well, I don't know what a fermenter is, or I don't know what what that might be. What makes an IPA? And I'm not saying that I always knew the answer, because sometimes I would ask a question knowing, oh, I I don't know what that is. But I would do that a lot of times where I'm thinking of the guy that's guy or gal that's driving home from work that's listening to this interview that we're doing, well, they have no idea what they're talking about. So I want I want it explained further yeah. for, the, for the general public. Yeah, you're teeing it up for the guest. Correct. You want the guest to sound good. But it was equal parts. I really didn't know the answer. And, well, I know the answer, but I want this particular guest to explain it in greater detail. And in fairness, we made no comments ever that we were the experts in Never beers. once. That's Never why once. we had such a great relationship and still do with, with our friends from Elevated yeah. because they were the experts and we were just a couple of dopes that did the radio show. Yeah. Yeah. That was but yes. So but but again, no this person though really knows us. Okay. Cuz it was just titled I love it. Here's and here's what it said. <laughs> 5 stars. Oh my god, I love it. It's like Jesus giving me a wet kiss in my ear. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Number 1, that's 4 years ago. Oh, 4 I love years that. ago. So that at least that is more the essence of what we need. Based right? on how you laid that comment out, I have a feeling I know who left that comment. Really? Okay, good. Cuz I've heard that expression before. Oh, good. Yeah, good. so I yeah. have a feeling I I I Well, that's nice cuz so um you know, but, but what we'd like people to do 
is um, how about this? Mm. Give us all five stars. Say whatever you want in the comments, <laughs> but just give us the five stars. Sure. Because that's not that's all we really need is the five stars. Exactly. Yeah, because we want to go global with this. I, I brought up last week on the show, I did bring up the fact that I was down at the Jordan Brewery, and I, I was trying to think the last time I was at one before I was there a couple of weeks ago, or to a, any brewery. Yeah, any and brewery. I'm wondering, what is the overall health, you know, given that they went through the pandemic, like everybody else, and I know a lot of places didn't didn't quite make it through. Yeah, like Tin Whiskers announced that they're closing. I didn't hear that. Yep. So yeah, what's tin, their? Are they done? Done? Or um, I think uh, they are going to the you know mid April or early April. Oh, so, so there, tin are they, whiskers. Are they even going to be able to make it to the Saints season? No, I I think they were thinking they were going to try to push it out, but it's been I, I want to say eight years for them. Wow. And it was it was three. Um, Electrical engineers, right? Yeah. Or three engineers, maybe mechanical engineers. And Ele- it was electrical. It was electrical, yes. yeah. Yep. And they had this great spot. And I remember you and I were there and we yeah. were like it was living fun. in Vita Loca. It was we were, great. Then all of a sudden we're, we're in the back alley. Remember that? Uh huh. And we see like this shining light in the distance. And we say, what bar is that? Then we realized it was Allery's. <laughs> and this was eight years ago when Allery's was still kind of like, Half strip joint, half regular bar, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that they just had scantily clad or uh, you know yoga panted workers there. Mm-hmm. So we went, we went to St. Paul and we did Tin Whiskers, and then we did Allery's, and then we just ran through St. Paul. That was a really fun night. That was a fun. That's night. when I cared to still go out. Me too. Right. And Basically now, the if same. now someone would say, "Hey, do you want to go to some place?" That's Depends. Maybe. Depends on what night can, you catch yeah, can, me. Right. Can we go for like a four thirty happy hour, and can I be home by five thirty? Because I, you know, I don't want to have dinner. Is at six. well, that's a shame. I didn't realize that those guys. Are, so, are they still going to do production? No, no, they're, they're done. Done, done. Yeah, they're done. done. Oh, they wow. Gave it, I, I think a whole bunch of um, guys. In fact, when I was reading the article, I thought to myself, there was a, a time, and when we were in it, right, not in the brewing business, but when we were talking about beer all the time, yeah, where it was kind of like printing money. I mean, people were really, really successful. Right. Um, and then you could just see it start to atrophy. And then, of course, COVID really hurt the tap rooms because the tap rooms were is where people made their money. Well, and I'm wondering because, you know, you're you're, you're Mr. St. Paul. I'm wondering how much of it had to do with the pandemic. Obviously, it had mm. an effect on it. But also the fact that no one really goes downtown yeah. St. Paul anymore due to whatever, whether they're working from home or Whatever the case might be, crime might be a bit of an issue, and and I'm wondering if that played a role in it. Obviously, it did, too. I think so, and it's sad because those were good guys. They were great guys, It's funny, out of all the—we did, what, the beer show for eight years, 400, 500-plus, 400-some episodes right of the beer show, and we met everybody. Everybody in this market that was brand new in the beer business came on to our show, right? We morphed into the weekly scramble. Good for us. But I don't remember meeting one guy— that wasn't a nice guy. No, they were all everybody we met involved with the with the brewing industry was fantastic. And some were just great guys. Yes. Right? Where you're like, oh my God, I, I I'm wish rooting we, for them. Yeah. Or maybe we could be friends and they'd look at you like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> like, no, you don't know anything about beer, though. <laughs> Miller Light Drinker. So, well, that was Golden Light. Was it a Golden, Golden Light Drinker? Yeah, but I'm yeah. a Miller Light Drinker. So, well, well yeah. let's let that Actually, commenter know hey, I'm a busy hard seltzer guy yes. now. So, what do you think of that? <laughs> Um, but you know, do you remember, I, I'm going to really, uh, cause I know you said you always claim that your memory's not Worst the best, ever, yeah. but do you remember the fun fact when we walked into Allery's that I didn't even know until we set foot inside that building? I think exactly what it is is you're like, this was a cop bar. And I'm like, yeah, it's a cop yeah. bar, a Chicago bears cop bar. Right. 
And okay. you're, you're going, you're getting there. Um, oh, that your father's door from his police cruiser is on the wall or ceiling. Which he didn't even know. He didn't even know that. So he hit a deer a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when, well, hell, he's been retired since 2004. Um, but he hit, and this was this would have been what 2014, uh, 15? 14, 15, yeah, something, something like that. Because yeah. I think it was right when I moved into my house that I just sold. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I thought <gasps> so. I took a picture yeah. and I sent it to him. And I said, "Do you realize your door is at Allery's?" And he said, "You know, someone mentioned that, but my dad doesn't drink." So he said, I, "And I never go to St. Paul. I don't care." Oh, that's go, funny. All right, good to talk to you, yeah, Dad. Good, thanks, <laughs> See Dad. you later. He's like not even impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you should go in there and say, "Can I have that door? And can you rip that down?" No, and can I have go. That? If I brought that home, I would. Okay. First of all, she'd 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 kill me if I mm-hmm. brought that home. Is this a? Or wait, are we venturing into a segment of things that will make Chris's wife mad at him? Yes, but I'm okay. fairly convinced there's probably not a chance that she's going to be able to hear this. Okay. So I've got now a bigger garage than I had before. Mm-hmm. And the the one concession that I made when we moved into this new house was basically, and I, I don't care. I said, you go nuts. You decorate it however you want. Uh, just let me know where I need to sleep, basically, okay. right? The only thing I said was, can I please have the garage? And a kitchen drawer. Actually, I get a kitchen cupboard. A cupboard, okay. A tall to, one. To, to put, tall. Yeah, to put yeah. my stuff up yeah. there. Exactly. Your protein powders. And, and, so, <laughs> and so she said, yeah, that's fine. So I have the shelving unit, and I've got the garage fridge, because, of course, oh, i got to have nice. my garage beers or yeah. my garage seltzers. And so uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to display. My Garage Logic pushback sign is mm-hmm. one of them. The schedule from the first year I ever managed uh, the Chan and Redbirds is there. I ca- I've kept that. And I have the license plate and a hubcap from my grandfather, who is no longer with us. My grandfather's old, I mean, in the early 70s Chevy pickup. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I nailed, or I, I screwed the, the the license plate to the wall, mm-hmm. and I have his, his hubcap display. It's just hanging there, yeah. And it's just, because it's cool. Yeah. It, it's it's full of dirt, and it's yeah. old, but I like it. She says, well, what's that doing there? And I said, I get I get the garage. Yeah. She said, "Yeah, but that looks dumb." I said, <gasps> "I said it's it's my grandfather's lice or hubcap." What? And she said, "Well, people are going to see that when they come over." Yeah. And I said, "Who's coming to and to our cares? garage?" Yeah. I said, "You you you let me have the garage. Why yeah. why can't I have the garage?" And she said, "Well, does it have to hang there?" Oh wow. Because it was close to the door okay. where you'd walk into the house, and I thought. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go put it over it. here. Yeah. You know, and I thought, well, okay. And then, because this was a, a project that I had over over the weekend, and then, and then we also got a gift from her best friend from high school, mm-hmm. uh, and and their family. They have this beautiful, I mean, ten million acre ranch out in South Dakota. Okay. And we were out there a couple of years ago, and her friend's father is of Indian descent. And I didn't know this, so I got a history lesson mm-hmm. when I was out there. This was pretty cool. So the boys and I went out there, and we had met met this great family for the very first time. They knew they've known my wife forever, so it was it was great. And her father gifted the boys a a Longhorn skull. Oh, fun! And it's apparent, and I didn't know this because you know I I told the boys be respectful, say thank you, mm-hmm. you know, ab- absolutely. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, what am I going to do with it? It's cool as hell. It's going to go in the garage, and it's going to go in the garage. And apparently, I didn't know this, but when some when you come to someone's land like this, because he he's he's older, he's probably in his late sixties, early seventies. Mm-hmm. When you 
go to someone's land and they gift you, that means that they trust you. Nice. I did okay. not. So it was. She was giving me the whole mm-hmm. spiel about this, which was really, really cool. And she said, "You realize that this is one of the most ultimate signs of respect and trust, right?" I said, "I have no idea what you're talking about." So she explained it to me. I thought, "Well, I got to display this thing." Yeah. Or did you say, "Let me give this right back"? No. You should. You should respect or trust <laughs> right. me. Yeah, right. But apparently, it, it's it's something to the effect. And I could be completely butchering this, and I'm willing to be corrected. But it's something to the effect of, "This is part of my land because this mm. steer." you know, lived here, yeah. and when the steer passed away. So it's apparently it has something to do with that. So you're putting that up in your garage. Correct. So you'll have the hubcap yep. and some other stuff. So I uh, um, I have a set of garages that are off, like a little way from the house, sure. right? Yep. And I was uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm sitting in the garage, and it doesn't have any heat or air conditioning in that in that garage. And, yep. and I'm kind of like, I have a little like kind of couch thing in there, and I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> i got a perfectly good house. But I'm out in this freezing garage. You know, I, I got the TV thing, like just kind of the setup. And I'm like, why am I shivering in my garage? <laughs> because I don't want to go into the house because I don't want to. Oh, I almost did it. I almost ventured yourself. in to a, a segment of. Well, and, what, and in your defense, yes. I led you that way. You did. Because, you did. because I was. But I took the bait. Yeah, I was I just, you. oh, you were baiting no, me. No, I, I really wasn't. But I, I was trying. I, I, will, I will stop you so you don't commit. The Mike Fredoloni crime that you were about to commit. Do you guys, uh, you know, do you purposely plan to bait Joe? To when when Kenny baits and trolls Joe and yeah. f- it sets the hook. Yeah. Did do you know that's coming or did you just, yeah. you just know? It's okay. very easy to play him okay. because you know when the light goes on, the monkey's going to hit the button, as his brother who used to work here so eloquently stated years okay. and years and years ago. <laughs> so we know we're going to get a reaction. Like I don't know if you heard the show. This would have been last week where he asked out the the subject of. Pickles came up, homegrown. Oh, it was because of food shortages mm-hmm. and how a lot of people are doing their own gardening and growing their own okay. vegetables. And then Joe, of course, asked out loud, how do you grow pickles? <laughs> and we had explained, well, no, no Joe, you, you grow a cucumber mm-hmm. and then you turn the cucumber into into pickles. pickles well, how, yeah. do, how, how do you do that? That's our guy. That's, that's your guy. Yep. See, he, it, it's so funny because he's such a bright guy on so many issues. But there are things that just get him every single but time. But do you think he just does that for effect? I wish that were the really? case. Yeah, I wish that were because the case. Because I, I wonder if his if he's in a relationship where his uh, beautiful wife is enabling him to not know those things. I think there's one thing that you should know, because you've known Joe longer than I have. Well, I've known him a long time. The yeah, one thing that you should know him. about Joe and the one thing that makes him great is... What you see is what you, what get. you get. Yeah. When he cracks a microphone, it ain't a bit. Like no, that's that's that, that's Joe. Yeah. You know that's one hundred percent Joe. Yeah. I was um, pra- I was trying to do what he does. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how, and I, I, I it almost sounded insulting, and I didn't mean to be because I really respect Joe. But I said what one thing that Joe's really good at is reading an email, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't mean that derogatorily. I mean he's just so. F- stinking smooth right <laughs> yeah and you know i read i i think because i have add or whatever it is like i read i attempt to read so fast that i skip like half the words and i see them in my head like they're lodged in my brain so i get the gist of what i'm reading but out loud it comes all garbled <laughs> and he is just so beautiful the way he does that it's like what a skill set right and even you know i've heard you read things and you pound through them too fast and i think even he said to you slow, slow down, down. I know. slow down right i've been trying i was a lot worse at it Years ago, but it's one thing I've consciously tried to curb is slow down, 
we got time. Yeah, and his cadence thing. is just so wonderful. And even like when Kenny reads something, the only other person who can do it is Johnny. Right. But he's a newsman. That's what his skill set is. That's his role. Right, that's his role. So one of the segments that we do on occasion on this show is we ask Mike anything. Let's do it. And I do have one email coming in to us from Gary. This was a subject that we brought up a couple of weeks ago. Um, but now I think it's worth giving an update on. And it's re- re- uh, relating to Mike's infamous YouTube video on how to grow grass. Anywhere. And Gary wants to know, Mike, I know you said to stay off of it for a while. We've had some nice weather. We've mm-hmm. had some rain. What should I do? Yeah. Right now. Or it's, should you, Or should should it be status quo? As soon as your grass. Th- see, this is where the capitalist in me kicks in a little bit, right? Because, <laughs> Go get that grass yeah, seed. <laughs> like, like now is the time. Grass seed germinates best at about 55 degrees. So people always think, oh, yeah, grass needs to be real warm, like the tropics to grow grass. It germinates best in the in the low fifties. So you can start putting grass seed down once your you know your your grass is relatively clean, like your your leaves are off of it. Put your grass seed down now. But what people make the mistake on is they put crabgrass preventer down, and they use kind of a generic crabgrass preventer that stops the germination of new grass seed. Oh. So you 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 have to use crabgrass preventer that still is for seeding. It's it's a, another level of product. And, of course, Fratelloni's has that, believe it or not. Nice. Right? It, it's a Scott's product. So you put that down. But, you know, be cautious. It's the step one of the fertilization. You have to be a little cautious because that's the, the crabgrass preventer, and that retards growth of new grass seed. Okay. So if you're going to seed, you need the, the seeding type of crabgrass preventer. But put it down now. You can. I don't care if it's cold at night. It doesn't matter. Your grass seeds aren't going anywhere because you want it moist and cool. And, you know, I told you, I've said this to you over the years, I seed almost every time I mow. I just overseed it every time I mow. And, you know, my house in St. Paul, really tiny yard, so it doesn't cost me anything to do it. It's sure. two bucks every time I do it. And my grass gets thick. And I let my grass grow a little longer. That's another key. And, okay. and a lot of people don't do that. Can I share with you one of the things I was truly most excited about? And this is really the true dad coming out in me. Because mm-hmm. I, I have now, I think, achieved. I, you knew me when I was a first-time young father, yeah, yeah. Uh, when my, my, my oldest son was first born and, and to now. Where I'm now full on dad. Yeah, your dad. Your dad I, um, bod's in full effect. I right? went from, uh, or I should say, when we moved, uh, I got a bigger house. Mm-hmm. I got a bigger yard or a, a, a more acreage. Yep. Smaller yard. Oh, really? Yes. Good and, for and you. Someone's saying, "Well, how's that possible?" Well, there's other uh, there, there's yeah. trees, but there's also we have a little creek oh, in the back. Nice. And I thought, oh, I just hit the mother load. This is going to be fantastic. So is the, the creek's obviously running now. Correct. Or is it is it a little tiny creek, or is it something you could jump across? It's no, you couldn't jump across it. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 kind of nice because you get the frog noises and stuff. Yeah. I, I love because it's the country kid in me coming and, out. And so I love it's that. It's water running, so you're not getting the bugs. Right. Correct. You don't get mosquitoes. It's not a mosquito habitat. Well, that yet is to be determined. I have noticed a few bugs, but I'll wait. I'll, I'll get back to you in you know July and see how okay. see how that's going to shape up. Because that's the nicest thing about living in the city. There are no bugs. Like you can be outside. There's no mosquitoes. Yeah, but out right? my way, we got bugs. Yeah, well, you don't live in the city. I Just know. FYI, I know you live in Jordan. That's not. That's not. We don't call that this. I mean, do people? Do you say you live in the city? No, no, oh, heavens, I was no, say no, that, no, that, no. That, I mean, well, we're considered the metro. Are you? That seems yeah, like. I mean, I, th- I think so. Yeah, seven county metro. Because we'll it's that. Scott County. Okay. You know, so that, yeah, we we are considered technically the metro. Doesn't that, but doesn't that rub up to Iowa though? <laughs> no, not, not 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 quite. Scott Scott County's not <laughs> Do that you know far all away. All the S counties. 
Sherburn, Scott, Scott. Sherburn, and Siena College. I have no idea. Uh, see, I, see, I don't. That's Joe's. All of bit. those years of being with Joe, and you haven't picked up one of those. No, you haven't picked up. You haven't picked up any of his skills. No, I, that's something. I. It's funny because when he does that, I sometimes think I'm going to learn all of the counties too. But then I thought. Of all the stuff that's completely useless to know, it's that's the one of them. That is one of them. So before I embarrass myself mm-hmm. and and let you know what I was looking up before you got here today, okay, that's gonna that, oh no, because you're gonna have a field day with oh, this. Uh, I got a great email from Kelsey that I wanted to bring up with you. You ready for this? I am because I know how much you love the current state of our government. I know you're a huge, huge fan. Okay, I, I'm. Pro government. <laughs> Is that? Wait. I found this email astounding and yet not surprising. You ready for this? You go for it. The Department of Energy was instituted on August fourth of nineteen seventy-seven, almost exactly three months before I was born. Hmm. Their goal: to lessen our dependence on for foreign oil. Pretty efficient, huh? Mm-hmm. It is now twenty twenty-two, forty-five years later. And the budget for this necessary department is at $242 billion a year. Wow. It has 16,000 federal employees and approximately 100,000 contract employees. And look at the job it's done. This is where you slap your forehead and say, what were they thinking? 34 years ago, 30% of our oil consumption was foreign imports. Today, 70% of our oil consumption is now foreign imports. Ah, yes, good old federal bureaucracy. Uh, and now all we have to do is turn over the banking system, healthcare, and the auto industry to the same government. What else could possibly go go wrong? Wow. Signed the night watchman. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? It's, you know what they usually say, what gets measured, get, or what's, yeah, what gets measured gets managed. Mm-hmm. So you think they'd be managing that a little bit better, right? That's, yes. That is, you would think so. I don't know what, uh, what we're going to do. What if gas gets really, really, really expensive? It's already really expensive. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. I, it was a, over $100 to fill my truck up for, you know, for my tank uh, of my, my truck. Mm-hmm. But what if it gets to, Seven bucks a gallon. I mean, people are going to lose their minds. Well, I, I don't know if you heard this the other day on Garage Logic, but my both of my brothers they drive truck, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't realize that you know a giant diesel fueled uh, semi hundreds of gallons. Right it, it's it's yeah hundreds of, and I didn't realize. Right. So you're telling me it's costing you anywhere from fifteen hundred to two grand to mm-hmm. fill that thing up. You know the nice part though, if you're an independent guy. You're using your Delta Sky Miles Rewards card, and you're getting free trips all over. <laughs> I suppose because you're spending a freaking fortune, even on though gas. your flight's costing yeah, more. Yeah, because... that's true. <laughs> but at least you're getting a lot of points. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it, I, I don't know what's going to happen if it hits six, seven dollars, and it, it very. And it, it was funny. Someone said, "Well, you know, when when the governor was talking about maybe possibly giving gas cards, it's like." How no, arrogant! No. How unbelievably arrogant! It is. Give That's exactly money what it back. is. Whoever paid it, get it back, and, or reduce the gas tax. Just take the gas tax away. You just used a line that led me down the rabbit hole of, of something that uh, I mentioned on GL uh, a week or so ago, uh, relating to the college basketball tournament. I, I don't know if you heard us talking about this. So mm. my boys are getting really starting to get into sports. I did okay, yeah. but I got to repeat the. So I put this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So. My 10-year-old son, uh, who is really good at he's almost becoming me, where at that age I was obsessed with sports. Okay. 
And so we wanted as a family to do the brackets and fill out the brackets and then uh, see who did the best sure. and whatever. And he told me, Dad, Kentucky's going to lose their first game. And you said, oh, and I thought, son, I went, well, bud, on. they're a two seed. But I go, you yeah. pick who you want to yeah. pick. Yeah. The problem was he wrote down the wrong, for those that didn't hear this on GL, he wrote down accidentally the team that was listed above Kentucky as opposed to the team below them mm-hmm. that they were actually playing. I ended up giving him the point because um, that's just the right thing you, to do. You kind of got to do it. But the the best line about that, I want to make sure I give this the the proper the the, the proper credit. So oh. you you went on to Twitter and said, "Should I give him this?" And I can't believe the number of people that re, that responded to this. Oh, it was uh, from uh, GLer Jim says. Sorry, kid. Measure twice, cut once. Oh, there you this go. is a fail. Oh no! Oh, but I, I literally cannot believe the reaction that I did got from people. Did you even bother telling him, or did you just fix it for him? What do you mean, your your kid? Well, I, no, I explained. I said, "Hey, okay. bud, you know, you you wrote down the wrong team, but yeah. I, you did tell me Kentucky was going to lose, so I, I gave him." And it was the first round, so it was only one point. Okay, yeah. So because so everyone's it to him. brackets were just gone. I know. Oh, and the best part is. Um, uh, mom did it the next day, and my wife does not know yeah, she anything about college basketball. Games, yeah. But we let her fill one out, even though the first round or the first day had already been completed. So I let her do it Friday last, you know, two weeks ago, Friday morning. Yeah. And so she said, oh, "Okay." So she's, you know, she's like, "No, the team that has the higher number is the worst team." I said, "Yeah, if they're a one seed, that means they're probably the best team in that bracket." Mm-hmm. Well, she's from West Branch, Iowa. She's a Hawkeye. And she filled out her whole bracket, and she picked Iowa in the first game. And my tenure goes, oh. I go, no, don't say anything. So she filled out Iowa to win the whole thing. And they were already done. And I said, go yeah. ahead, buddy. He says, Mom, Iowa already lost. Oh, no. <laughs> it was he just great. wanted to let her know. Oh, it was great. Oh, so anyway. Um, you should have get. you know what? You maybe should have taken the point away from your son, but given it to your wife. Not a chance in hell. I mean. No. Which one matters more? What is going to lead you to more happiness? My if kid. You, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're, you obviously well, are upside down on that. Right. Um, okay. So <clears throat> we now need to bring up um, the most embarrassing thing that I was looking at because trust me, I'll be in this room mm-hmm. looking at my computer and it's visible from when Joe leaves his computer in that room and walks in here he could just to get your, prepared yeah. for the Garage Logic podcast. So I always have to be careful of, you know, are you doing any show prep in there or are you screwing around? No, I'm looking up <laughs> trades in, the, in Major League Baseball, Joe. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Anyway, um, before you got here today, I was uh, looking up, guess what they're doing now? Stars of the 80s and what they're okay. what they're doing now. Um, and I wrote down a couple that I thought were kind of interesting. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were, you know, child actors and now they're authors. Well, that's boring. I don't I don't I don't yeah. I don't I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. But two that I thought might be interesting, and I think you might even know the answers to them. Mm, okay, let's see. Do you know what former frontman uh, of Van Halen, David Lee Roth, is now doing as a profession? Um, well, I know that David Lee Roth tried to bring his career back in Vegas about a year ago, but he sounded so horrible that they ended his tour. I did not know that. Oh, it was horrific. Was this after Eddie passed away? Um, or was Eddie still alive? No, no, this was after. Okay. This was just... Like last year, so it would have been after Eddie yeah, passed yeah, away. Yeah, it was after. So he just he had a, a a show. He was trying to get a standing show in one of the in some place in Vegas, but it was really tough to listen to. And and I think he's a star. Don't get me wrong. I sure. love Van Halen. Um, okay, I I because I, I have I I'll back you up. I went to their show at the XL Center 
in about 2000 and oh man, when was this? 2010, 2011? I'm I'm completely guessing. Mm. And obviously Eddie was spectacular yeah. as a guitar player because yeah. he's one of the best ever. But it it was tough to listen to David Lee Ross sing. It was it was it was pretty tough. Okay, so what is he doing now? He, and I don't know what city. He is a paramedic. Really, I think I knew that. Can you imagine being in? God forbid, you're in a car accident or or whatever the case might be, and here comes David Lee Roth to 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 guide you home. You know what would be even better though is when he goes up to you and your legs missing. He goes. "Ah!" He does that like what's what's that singing he did? You know you know the part I'm talking about when he hits that long note. You could probably find that online. Well, because you'd be like, oh my god, is that David Lee Roth? So I used to have a button bar uh, whenever Van Halen would come up. I don't know if you could hear that. That's exactly what I'm talking so, about, right? Uh, the only problem was we couldn't use it anymore because we are not allowed to play because it's part of a song, song. that's copyrighted, and come we can't guess. use copyrighted. Yeah information or yeah. copyrighted material sure. on any form of podcast. But I appreciate that you played a little tiny bit just a, just, a just a smidgen. Just a smidgen. Yeah, because that's what he could do. I, I believe that Steven Seagal has a, a career like that, too. He's a police Police officer, yes. yeah. And even Shaquille O'Neal is a police officer. Yep, he's a deputy sheriff. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'm not picking a bunch of people that you just No, no, no. Uh, okay. But it, I just, I found it funny because there's, oh, what was it? Was it a, was it a sit down? Was it a documentary? Was it something? Was it something I read? Basically... David Lee Roth was talking about when Van Halen would tour in the seventies and the and the eighties, mm-hmm. and I, I I can't even I can't even imagine you oh. know because you'll see some of those YouTube clips because I love Van Halen and you'll see some of those YouTube clips and they're at shows where there there have to be a hundred thousand people unbelievable you know at Madison Square Garden yeah. or wherever the heck yeah. they're at and I don't even know if Madison Square Garden holds a hundred thousand people it I'm just I'm just pulling numbers yeah. out of my rear end and basically David Lee Roth said. You know, the, the reporter was asking him about, well, yeah, was it touring? What, what, what was it like? And he said, well, we, we would do a show. We were all hanging out. We were all mm-hmm. buddies. I yeah. know he and he and Eddie had a, uh, somewhat of a falling out or whatever, and then they reunited for that horrific show that was at the XL a number of years ago. And he said, but basically, yeah, I'd spend tours just sleeping with anything that walked. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. at least he's not lying about no, it or no. you know, whatever. It was basically his modus operandi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had that Dennis Rodman uh, reality show. Where Dennis would like, he'd go to some signing or something. Sure. And then he'd have his handlers like, who wants to be with Dennis tonight? And like 10 girls would raise their hand and then he'd have them come into the room and he'd say, two, seven, and nine. <laughs> and it was like unbelievable. What? I'm like, oh, please, God, why would you first of all show this? And girls, why would you why? ever be allowed to be filmed like, I want to be with Dennis Rodman. It's like, what about Dennis Rodman would you want to be around? I wonder if I want to disclose what Artisus was. I was at a hip-hop show. Okay. This would have been, oh, this was years ago, because I wouldn't be caught dead at a hip-hop show. Now, I was. it was early in my radio career. Why would you be caught dead at a hip-hop show? You wouldn't go see Jay-Z, Kanye? Come on. No. All right. I, I love them. I probably I'd go to one in a I second. Probably would. I've seen those both. It's not even anything against the music itself. It's just not your thing. I, I, it has to be for me to go to a show these days, and I'm not kidding. It's And it's because I'm not really into crowds anymore, mm-hmm. and I just I, I want to be home at 7 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's awfully late. But we were. it was me, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, and two buddies and their significant others mm-hmm. at the time. And it was at the Roy Wilkins Auditorium. I was living in St. Paul at the time. We had no money. 
but I was early in my radio career, and one of the benefits you get when you're a broke early radio career yeah. guy is tickets. you get tickets to yeah. stuff. And yeah. this was not a sold-out show. And we got there. It was supposed to start at 8, which, of course, means nothing's going to start till yeah. 9 o'clock. So I remember we went out for a couple of drinks uh, on West 7th, and then we walked over to Roy Wilkins. And we get there. It's you know 8.30, and it's 9. Oh, no. It's 9.30. And finally, there's a guy that comes out on the microphone, and there was you, you've been to shows at Ray Wilkins, yeah, yeah. so there was the the not the mosh pit, but the floor the, the floor section, kind of thing, and then yeah. we run the we were in the first row of the upper bowl. It was That's great, right. and there was a little security area off to the side, and the guy goes, "Yo, any girls want to come party with uh, artist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> come right over here." And I couldn't believe it. Fifty attractive girls yeah. just went sprinting, sprinting that way, and I'm thinking. Okay, you kind of know what you're signing up for here, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, we get to hang out with this. No, yeah. they want to get his autograph, right. and maybe a picture. That's, no, you're that's not. That's yeah. not what they're looking There's for. There's no video evidence of any of this. They're looking for companionship. Oh, isn't that? A and struggle. so, in any event, so it's now nine thirty. It's ten o'clock, and I finally said, "I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm going home. It's not worth it. I'm doing morning radio. It's yeah. ten o'clock at night. I'm, oh, I'm, no. I'm leave. You guys can stay. Don't feel obligated to get up and leave with me. But I'm, I'm going. I'm going home. Oh, that's funny. And in fact, because even Jess, she goes, "Are we really staying? Are we really staying for this whole thing?" I said, "No, I got about ten more minutes, and then we're out of here." Oh, so. that's funny. But uh, you know. I was, uh, I, you know, my beautiful wife, yep. tell a quick wife story. We were, when we were down in. Not going to get you in trouble. No, no. A couple weeks ago when we were down in, on spring break, they have a radio station called The Boom in Fort Myers. Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Bridge, yeah. The Boom, right? And it's all old school rap. Oh, right? so like the halftime from the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. So, exactly. In, my wife was born in 82, right? So she's a little younger than I am. She knew every single old school <laughs> rap. I'm like. What like my genre just missed all those, okay. right? Like that was all '90s stuff, and I was still doing the the Boston and and Rush and Guns and Roses and that kind of stuff, and and maybe getting a little, and then we kind of skipped rap, right? She knew all of them, and it made me look at her a little different. Like, huh? How do you know every one of these rap songs? She's like, well, every club that I went to, I'm like, oh wait, wait, you went to clubs that played music like this? I had no concept. I didn't know her then. I knew her as just this sweet. Little gal living in in uh, St. Paul. I'm trying to think of this song because there's one song that if my wife has a couple of Tito's and cranberries right, in her, she lights it up. It, if I if I pull up on my phone, she will break out the whole song. It's got to be Shoop. No, it's it's not. It's uh oh, what the heck is his name? Hit the East Side, the LBC. Oh yeah, yeah. Warren yeah. G's regulate. Uh, yeah, okay. Warren got G's it, regulate. It, yes. If that song comes on and my wife has any amount of alcohol in her, she will rap the entire thing. So your your wife had to be born roughly around that time, right? She was born. She is. She was born in seventy nine. Okay, so right, yeah. same age as my wife. Yes. Roughly the same. Maybe that's it. Maybe I shouldn't feel like no. my wife is just one that knew every rap tune. Like I'm wondering, was she the one running like up to like when Akon's doing a concert? She's like, I gotta meet Akon. <laughs> I'm like, please God, tell me you know. We did meet Ja Rule together. Oh, and um, talk about a gentleman. Just nice. Well, yeah, guy you in had the world. a gorgeous woman with you. Of course, he was nice. Yeah, to you. that's true. Yeah. It's funny. It's like so. Yeah. The other one that I wanted to bring up with you because I found this extremely surprising. You ready for this? I am. Guess what Eric Estrada, former star of Chips. He's, is he a California Highway Patrol? Ding, ding, is ding. Is he really? He's How cool is that? He's actually a cop in real life. I don't think he works for 
L.A. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's but in his uniform. He is actually a really? cop these Good days. Good for him. Think yeah. of your, you All know. No, but yeah, you're sitting in your car. Oh, crap. I was going 45 and a 30. Dang it. And then Eric Estrada you got your, pulls you, you know, you got your You got your ID and your insurance, and you see Eric bleeping Estrada pulling you over. Oh, that would be amazing. You'd look for TV cameras thinking, what is going on? Are you they probably would, show? actually. Yeah, you wouldn't even accept it. It's like, or I don't want to fall for this. We're aging ourselves. Yeah, do you think people who know who... Or maybe would the vast majority know. of people say, who, who is Eric Estrada? Uh, from Chips. Yeah. California Highway Patrol. Hollywood's right? hottest star in the late 70s, yes, early yeah. 80s. I do remember an episode of Chips where they were trying to figure out why there was an accident. and they Five-car pileup to start the show? Well, it happened to be up in this canyon, and they said it was a little colder that day, and maybe it was black ice. Ooh. And I lived in Minnesota, and I said, well... I've never experienced much black ice, and we're in the middle of winter for eight straight months. I bet you in the canyon that is actually forty-eight seven or forty-seven degrees. Right. It probably isn't black ice. I'll never forget it. One of the greatest things going on vacation, especially in that part of the country, is watching the weather reports in the winter months mm-hmm. and watching them freak out when it dips below fifty. Oh yeah, it's hysterical. Like it, Armageddon's to coming to the point where this was. This would have been a couple of years ago. The woman was giving the forecast and saying, "Well, now if you." Have pets, you may want to bring them inside. And I'm thinking, it's going to be an overnight low of 41. Yeah. What the hell are you talking yeah, about, lady? Gonna, yeah, the, the pets should not die in this temperature. But that's just uh, oh. the way that they're conditioned out there. Michael, hey, uh, thank you, sir. Reavers, you are the best. Please do us a favor and even leave a bad comment. Rate and review the show for us if you wouldn't. Uh, good wouldn't, rating. Wouldn't mind anywhere you listen to the Weekly Scramble. For Mike Fredoloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.